0: Well, it looks like Christmas came early for me and all of us in the Arsenal Women community. Leah Valti signed a new deal. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about my players of the season. Let's talk about the season run-in. You wanted an Arsenal Women podcast? Well, guess what? You got an Arsenal Women podcast. Let's go, my friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of that Arsenal Women podcast with me, your host, Demian. And this is technically episode number 43, which would be on Spotify and Apple Music and all that stuff, Apple Podcasts. But here on YouTube is actually episode number two. And to that point, I want to thank everybody that has liked, that has subscribed, that has watched the videos or the video. It's been incredible. I love every single view. I love every single bit of support. And it's something that means a lot to me. And this is, as long as well as the, the podcast itself, has been a, a, a project of love, like I said in the previous video as well. So anybody that has uh, given their energy and their time is something that I truly appreciate. And to that point, I know that a lot of you want to create your own Arsenal show or your own Arsenal blog or podcast or whatnot. And you might not... Think like you have what it takes, you don't know where to begin, you don't know what to do, and I'm here to tell you that not only can I help you, gladly help you point you in the right direction, but you can absolutely do it. We need more creators, we need more variety, and I believe that you can do it. And I know that it's very easy to focus on the metrics and focus on channel growth and focus on monetization and all these other things, but I'm here to tell you for the millionth time, because I don't get tired of saying this. Do it. I believe that you can do it and do it for yourself. Do it for the love of Arsenal. Do it for the the potential audience as well. Not that you're going to cater to them or, you know, worry too much about what they think. That's not my point. My point is that I encourage you to be free and have fun and contribute to something that you love and put out some good vibes out there, and it's going to come back tenfold to you. The joy that I have felt when I uh, hear about people giving me positive feedback or that they like it, uh, it's it's beautiful. And also, I know for a fact that I can contribute to somebody's life in the sense that they might be going through a lot of things or the everyday hustle and bustle of life, and they need a little distraction. And if they can spend you know, 10, 15 minutes with me a week or if I do more content, Uh, That is something that means a lot. So again, let me know if you have any questions regarding microphones, regarding an audio interface, regarding where to host your podcast, how I edit my YouTube videos, and all that other stuff. I am here for you. So let's get to it. Leah Valti signed a new deal, which is basically among the best news that I could have hoped for. I had hinted in the previous, uh, in previous blogs, and probably even the previous video how I felt that injuries could have had a lot to do with where Valti sat in terms of her signing a new deal, right, and that came one hundred percent from pure speculation. I have no insight, I have no you know way of knowing this is what she feels it's all assumptions, and what I had said was that because of leah williamson's injury um and there being this sort of gap in in the defense that she might be inclined to stay because she felt that the club needed her more, maybe because of injuries and, and, and whatnot. I don't know. This is something that I've, it just kind of crosses my mind. And the bottom line is that I'm very, very happy that she's staying. Of course, there are players like Kim Little, Viviana Midema, Beth Mead, Katie McCabe, that uh, Leah Williamson that are paramount to the club and paramount to what we're trying to do, what Jonas Idaoval is trying to accomplish and so on and so forth. But I've always seen Leah Valti as the true barometer of the team. How she plays, the whole team plays. And I have seen that time and time again. Thankfully, Leah Valti is a player that is that has exceptional qualities. And most of the matches she plays are above average stellar performances. Which in turn mean or can lay the foundation for Arsenal women as a whole to be a s- stellar team. Which we are. And I'm very happy to To say that so I'm very very happy uh, that she stays from footballing terms I also think that she's a very intelligent person and I love that she's clearly a, an integral part of the team and their community and who they are and it's just lovely to see you know it seems like um, that interview that made the rounds about her potentially leaving looking for other clubs made a lot of people nervous including myself that's when I say people I say me So, I'm really happy that the club were able to offer something to her and add value to her life, which in turn allows her to add value to our lives as fans and of the club. So, I'm excited about that. And Leah Valti is part of the next point of conversation, which would be my players of the year. And it's that time when we'll start seeing. Awards being given out by journalists and by you know organizations, and of course, Sam Kerr just went won her her award of Player of the S- of the Year. Very much, um, it, it's a very much deserved award. But I I kind of echo what what Chabanne said in her latest video, which I encourage everybody to watch any of her videos. But she mentioned how it didn't seem like she was like that clear of a favorite to win it because of the season she had, but she's so clutch and she scores goals in such big moments uh, that it's just absolutely magnificent. So of course she deserves it. Yeah, of course she deserves it. So to me, there are basically three players that I'm going to choose as far as the players of the year. And I, it's, it's hard for me to just pick one as the player of the year, because I just don't think that that is... A possibility. I don't think that it's fair as a team sport. It's fair to pick only one player, you know, over the rest uh, or or even two or three because of there's so many intangibles and so many things. But for the sake of this, I'm going to do it. And I have it written down here because it's. Not only do I not want to forget, but also it's important for you guys to know that this is not based on necessarily stats. This is just my opinion, what I like, what I've seen, and things that have, to a degree, made me sort of that have impressed me more than other things. In whatever. And whatever, again, it's hard to say because of the amount of injuries we've had. And how can you quantify, you know, La Toya Moy's effort? You know, you can't. Quantify it's it's immeasurable what she has done in the past few weeks has been so magnificent and so huge that it's very almost like unfair to to say that well because X player had more goals you know what I mean it was better but you know and, and also I've seen that how how the club and other you know publications kind of or not that the club is a publication but other people sort of when they talk about a player and their argument for why they think they're having a good match or they were the player of the game or whatever the stats can be very skewed. And sometimes they're like, you know, there's a case for a defender and they talk about like clearances or tackles, right? And it's like a crazy amount. And then you talk about, you know, a forward and then you say chances created. And it's like, well, what, what do I give more importance to? Chances created or tackles? Like when in the match? Like it's impossible, right? So for me, just th- to throw out numbers, and number three, I would say, uh, Rafaelle, eu te amo, beleza. I love Rafa. I think her contribution to the team has been outstanding. She is a pillar back there, and I absolutely love her. Her goals have been clutch, so she gets my number three. At number two is the queen that we had been talking about previously, Leah Valti. I think she's been stellar. I think she's been the two-footed, you know, Rolls-Royce of a player she always is. And, you know, she's a player that could would start in any squad on planet Earth. So I'm glad that she is at Arsenal. And in a, during a season where Kim Little has gotten injured, right behind her, Leah Williamson has been injured. Right in front of her, Viviana Miedema and Beth Mead and all the players that she usually links up with to have had the season that she has had so consistent so reliable to me she gets my vote as number two and number one i would say without getting too too much into it because i've already done many episodes on katie mccabe is that katie mccabe uh the way she stepped in from a uh, on a sort of captain's role and the way that she has been you know, pumping up the crowd and and just the team and morale and just her as a leader. is just absolutely impossible to overlook. And I think that to me, she is the player of the year. And I'm curious to know what you think. I know that there's a lot of uh, caveats to to not only my choices, but people's choices overall. People are going to be like, well, there hasn't been one outstanding player because maybe Katie doesn't have X amount of goals. Dina has this, or Liam, uh, Frida Manum, you might be surprised as to why I didn't add Frida there, uh, but again, this is just things that I, the order that I, in which I like, it is, after all, my YouTube channel and my podcast, so I can kind of do what I want, but uh, that's just kind of where I stand when it comes to that, and last but not least, as far as the season running, it's hard for me to sort of predict what would happen because I'm not really good at predicting anything, to be honest with you. I always kind of make these horrible calls and uh, nothing ever comes to fruition. But uh, the times that I do, (laughs) somehow I've managed to have uh, screenshots of this and I love pretending like I know what I'm talking about and I just kind of post it on social media. But seriously speaking though, of course I would love to see us beat Chelsea and have them drop points and potentially finish second. I don't love the idea of a double by Chelsea. I never will. It goes anti-everything that I stand for. Regardless of how much I love Sam Kerr or loopholes or or I mean, there are just so many players that I respect. And I I love from that team as, as much as it pains me to say. But I believe that... Uh, we can we can the bottom line is even though we might not be able to obviously be champions or have necessarily a say in what happens, I do feel that that game in hand we have over man City is gonna be massive and we're gonna finish third and it's gonna be obviously huge for us for next season to see who we bring in and I spoke a little bit about this on my on my blog as far as like how I believe we need to be ruthless in the transfer window. I think we need to. Really bring in players that are so much closer to Beth Mead, Viviana Midema, Leah Williamson than we currently have. So that'll be something really interesting. And it's hard not to be sentimental, and it's hard not to feel like guilty, you know, as a fan when you want X or Y player out of the club. It's not like I want. Play- I mean, I guess yes, I want some players out of the club. But it's not like I want them. To 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 not 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 succeed, or I want them to fail, or I I'm not like get them out of the club. No, not at all. And I've seen that from our some of our fan base when they talk about Jill Roord or DVD leaving, and when they lost in the semi or the quarterfinals of of the Champions League or DVD did, and they were like you know you leave Arsenal to do this like to lose blah blah blah, and I'm like. Are you guys nuts? Have you not realized how many trophies DVD has won since she left Arsenal, including the Champions League? I I mean, what? Are you nuts? So anyway, that's neither here nor there. But anyhow, actually, my very last point, and again, I wrote about this on the blog, and I want to thank you for sticking by with me because I know I have this podcast. I know I have now this YouTube channel and I have the blog and a lot of things m- m- will sort of like cross pollinate and I'll talk about a lot of things in the same way. And it might be a little redundant. So I thank you so much for your patience. But one of the things that I wanted to say regarding Lea Valti that I forgot to mention is how this whole thing about her creating a fake Instagram account, uh, a fake Twitter account and interacting with some of the fans, you know, as far as like, If she would stay and replying, making comments and stuff like that. It's a really, really good lesson uh, that us musicians have dealt with and, and us professional musicians, especially in a city like Los Angeles, is that you never, ever know who's watching. You never know who's in the audience. You never know who's listening. You never, ever know how your music can affect somebody or your behavior can affect somebody, your reputation Uh, how you can potentially get a gig from a good performance on, on, on the stage and how sometimes your attitude on or off the stage can precede you as far as like your reputation is concerned and you just never know. So we have to do our absolute best. And this goes hand in hand with not necessarily toxic positivity or optimism, but we got to be very, very careful as fans as to how we say things, when we say them, and we cannot forget that our words have power, our words are have reach as well. So you might think, or you might see a Viviana Miedema as so much a an, an untouchable person, but she's a regular human being that she might be bored and go online and look up her name and see what people are saying about her. I certainly have done that before, not to put myself in the same sort of um, equal level as the greatest striker in the history of, of, of the game as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but but seriously speaking, I do feel that there has to be a, a responsibility um, pact that we have to do with ourselves and with the club and with players. And understand that we need to behave a certain way and, and ask ourselves before we send that tweet, would we say this to the person in real life? You know, you can talk all you want about a player that you dislike for, I don't know, Man United. And then are you let's say you you don't like Zellum or you don't like Elatoon or whatever. Are you prepared to say this to them in person? The answer is probably no. And I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole of, of, of keyboard warriors and any of that stuff. That's not the point, to be completely honest with you. My whole thing is that we need to realize that we have both power and a responsibility, and we need to be we need to try to add value as much as possible. And I say that to remind myself that I also have the responsibility now on YouTube, as I have on my podcast, and as I have had definitely on my blog. And I have been critical about players like Wuben Moy and about Victoria Pelova. And I just this is not to say that we can't be critical. This is to say that we have a responsibility to try to frame it at least in a way where we know that if they read it, their feelings aren't, if not going to get hurt because we can control it, that we don't attack them. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I appreciate it. I'm going to try to do more videos as soon as I can. And of course, please read the blog. That Arsenal Women blog is up every single day. Thank you so much. And we'll speak again very, very soon.